Hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, Episode 1, Firefly. What? Who are we? What? This is a Star Trek podcast. This is a Star Trek podcast. What did you just say we're doing? Yes, okay, I'm sorry, let me take this back. Hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, A Star Trek podcast, Episode 150. Ish, somewhere around there, one fifty ish, one fifty four, one seventy, episode one seventy, sold to during American. which we will be covering the two part season premiere emissary. <laughs> uh, so uh, going wrong. God damn it! Okay, what's going on? Beep. Take four. Hello and welcome to a star to steer her by a Star Trek podcast record screech thing. You can put that in. Actually. Today we're gonna go. Cra- we're going on a little shore leave. Play the shore leave theme song that we talked about. Yes, we are on shore leave. Uh, We have finished Star Trek The Next Thing, and we're moving on to another thing soon. But in between, we felt like it was time to do a little soul-searching and visit another galaxy far, far away, the Firefly Galaxy, from Josh Wendon's (laughs) Serenity, Star Trek V. Exactly. That sounds right. So this is a, a show... Firefly. Mm-hmm. It's about space, a trek in space, but not a Star Trek. No. It's short. It's short. It's only going it to is take a TV. Us, what eight weeks total? I'll to try. Get I'll, this. I'll, 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 but how long will it feel like, Chris? So long. So Star Trek Serenity was a show on TV Jesus in 1992 ish, uh, and it's it was 1992 ish. It was built by <laughs> Joss Whedon. Wait, what, when was it on? 2002. Oh. That's September, what I said. September 20th through December 20th, 2002. Ames, right. why do you even give him the cue cards? And that was why we had... Set dressing. Uh, and Joss Whedon is the guy that made Buffly Sanitizer and the other one. <laughs> Buffly Sanitizer? And uh, Dollhouse. And you might remember him also from Firefly, the show we're talking about now. The show was on for one season only on the Star Trek Fox network and we are now covering the episodes that started it. We have uh, Jake, Jake, but before we get into that, can we please introduce ourselves? Oh yes. My name has been Jake. This is wait. Fuck. Th- I this is Chris. Uh, this is Ames. This is Caitlin. This is James. We're so sure sorry you're here, turn, James. Rossi's here. I'm actually Hi. glad hey, you're here, but I'm sorry that Jake oh, is this way. All right, so we're covering Star Serenity Firefly. Jake, you've got like a minute left Fuck. in the summary. All right, we're getting there. All right, we're covering. Uh, we? So first, epi- we'll be covering the pilot episode of Star Trek Serenity called Serenity. And 
and the episode The Train Job. I wonder what that's right. about. These are the first two episodes, I believe the first two episodes on the DVD. Yeah. But not necessarily the first ne- two that were on, on the Hulu TV. on Hulu right now. Yes. On Hulu. Hulu. Right, so, because this show was famously aired in the incorrect order. Yeah. Which is part of why have I shown you it my its demise. I have a chart of, oh how, my God, it's of how fucked up the order Fox like forced them to release in. I'm sorry, they did fucking Serenity 11th? They did, yeah, they did Serenity as the finale instead of as the premiere on Fox. Makes sense. So literally, literally fucking no one got it in the right order. Not a single fucking person. Oh, okay. We'll share this online. Well, thank God they got it right in fucking Switzerland. They know where it's at. That's why the Swiss love this show. And Americans hate it. Uh, but no, so the show was on briefly on Fox. It kind of flew under the radar. I was introduced. I mean, it was a Firefly ship, so yeah, that's what it does. I was introduced <laughs> to the show probably around 2004 through a friend who had been introduced to it in college, and he had the the DVD set. So uh, that's how I came to be aware of the show, and I think that's how many people became aware of the show. I don't think it really found its popularity until it came out on dvd yeah like i yeah. remember i i only saw it in college because one of my college friends was a rabid fan and yeah. sat down with us and watched the whole thing in the in the intended order and yeah. made it and they make like the rabid is the rabidest of fans like have such like, like a sore spot about the intended order of the thing which is why i made this graph just because i found it interesting like how fucked up the order is in different places. I would love to like watch it in the unintended order. It'll make less sense. That's why. That's one of the reasons why people claim it well, was. No, one of the totally. People think it was canceled because it didn't make sense out of order. No, totally. But like, I have watched the series in order, mm-hmm. so I vaguely remember what I started about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I vaguely remember it. But it would be interesting, like, to experience it the way people experienced yeah. it at the time. Well, and particularly because it looks like. Oh my gosh, so they never even <laughs> did episodes 11 through 13 here? No. 11 through, yeah. Wow. Yeah, was it was it canceled halfway through, or did they do a limited order? Uh, it was, it, no, it was canceled with uh, uh, with 13 episodes shot, but they, with 11 episodes aired, yeah. I believe, is how, when it was canceled. And so the other three were never shown in America. Yeah. Well, for more information on the broadcast history, refer to Wikipedia. Listen, this is super important and interesting. Actually, you can probably go to the the fan wiki for the series. Or you can just check out the sick infographic. Just can cut some of that. We'll put an info. We'll put an infographic on our page web on face page for it. It's, it, it is very, it's very pretty. It is very pretty. Okay, so anyway, so we are going to be Just talking like about Alan these two did. shows. The first yeah. of which is called Serenity. I'm there with Caitlin. As this is the uh, original two-hour pilot episode. So we are introduced first to the characters of the show that are the captain, Malcolm McDowell, and <laughs> yep. I'm sorry, I was looking at a toy of Malcolm McDowell at the moment. Sorry. And Zoe uh, Dachanel. I like that you face him away from you. We're Malcolm. Soren, get out of here. Malcolm shit. Malcolm Reynolds and his who is so basically the show is just Star Wars. So we have Malcolm Reynolds who is Han Solo. We have Zoe, his Who's sidekick, Chewbacca? who is Chewbacca. Okay. Wow, that's we have problematic. We have, the, as fuck. we have pilot Wash who is C P Trio. Yeah, I actually would say Wash. Yeah, Wash is Chewbacca. Chewbacca. If anyone's three PO, it's the Doctor. No, no, no. No, Wash is Wash is Rio from Solo. The Doctor and the Doctor's (laughs) sister are a combination that combines into Captain Planet into Luke Skywalker. 
We have um, the old preacher who is obviously Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, we have the the mechanic who is R two D two, and uh, who else we got? I don't really? Know. Some uh, other people. Uh, Inara. Inara. Inara, who is Princess Leia. Yeah. So oh, that, did you say who uh, who Jane was? An asshole. Uh, Darth like, Vader? Sure. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but no, like, we're introduced to the show. We basically find out that, that this guy, uh, this guy Malcolm Reynolds, who's the captain, uh, he fought in a war. So far into the they lost. The, they lost, lost the war. But uh, he's got. He moved on from this war. No, he hasn't. Yeah, no, no not he at really all. hasn't. Uh, his his. Uh, he lost his faith. His trusty sidekick uh, Zoe joins him on this ship that he now runs. The pilot's this dude, Wash, who's married and kind of infantile. No, shut up. Um, adorable. He's, I mean, he's the best, but he's a little childish. That's um, fine. You kind, you kind of have to be if you don't like, unless you'll want to like feel dead inside all the time. I will say he's definitely batting above his uh, weight. Oh, and he knows it. What yeah. do you mean with He's Zoe? fully aware. Yeah. Have you seen those legs? Yeah. You see, have you ever been with a warrior woman? I think that's next week. But it yeah. is, but still. Um, have you seen what she wears? I mean, nothing against Alan Tudyk. He's not unattractive. All right, I'm just going to skip the rest of the synopsis since we've already jumped in. Good. What? That sounds great. What is the short version? The short version is they fucking find, they find a derelict, they're taking shit from it so they can sell it. It turns out that it's marked so they can't get rid of it easily because like the Federation or whatever. And so they decide to bring it to Westworld, which is run by a crazy woman who shot Mal last time they were there. And she attempts to double cross them again when they try to make just a, a fine good deal with their found goods. Also the physician and his sister. Yeah, what? which is probably well, that's the more a, that's important. An on, yeah, that's an ongoing plot. But this is, where they, this is where they pick him up and his sister's in a box, yeah. and, just and like Shepherd in a lost Book. star. Yeah. There's also a guy that and betrays a them. mole, yes. Which is why it would make very little sense if you don't watch this episode first, because you're wondering what you're the like, fuck we is already the deal met with this chick. Simon yeah. Willow, River, whatever the fuck her name is. River? River. River. I will probably call her Willow every fucking episode of this show. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I've never been able to remember what her fucking name is. Isn't Willow actually a character in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yes. Uh, I don't know. Spike? I have no idea. I've never seen it. Neither have I. Well, uh, not and people, as a side episode. note, people who love Buffy are always like, you really have to watch Buffy. The first three or four seasons really fucking suck, but once you get into it, it's so good. And I'm like, I don't know. That's basically really love what, Buffy. that's how, that's how people have... introduce Star Trek The Next Generation, too. Though. Yeah, but like, fuck, I only watch that because I'm on a podcast. Yeah, Unless we do a fucking Buffy the Vampire podcast, please, no. Not I'm no. not fucking ever watching Buffy the, like, if... If the sum of the garbage that I have to get through is like more than half of the entire series, it's just never going to happen. Mm. Anyway, right. this series is so, very short, though. Yes. Uh, mm. So yeah, which is uh, why we're covering it in like all of eight weeks. Yay. Yeah. So that I think that about does it for our coverage of the first episode. That was my opposite, the opposite of the time I tried to describe first. <laughs> yeah. yeah now, 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 all is right with the world. We are karmically balanced. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've but I think I, I honestly course. don't know how much else there is to talk about. Is there anything? This episode we talk about the episode so, so long and so boring. Really, the yes. pacing's terrible. The pacing, the pacing is, is bad. The editing is bad. The editing. The was, sound is so bad. I was so the, distracted during the Inara sex scene with her her little boy toy well, thing. 
Because I mean, like she's talking, and then it cuts to her to to a scene where, to to a look where she's not talking, but her voice is still going over. It. Then it cuts <clears> back again. And you're like, what? What? So oh, and they they unfocus the camera when yeah. she, when, when when the coming happens. So oh, I guess is that what it so was? apparently one of the reasons for that is so this the oh, Inara Rossi's got a lot of notes. Yeah, because Jesus. I actually pay attention. Um, so we don't do so that on this the, podcast. There, so sunshine. The actress who plays Inara is not the original. She's yeah. an, she's an actress. Yes. Oh. Um, and That's true. She's not true. Shocking. So they wound Growing up shooting up the pilot in a way that all of Anara's scenes were separate from everyone not else. Not all of her scenes. No, not all literally, of them, but most, literally most of them. Literally day one scenes. Yeah. Did the, was the yeah. other actress worse? Uh, they didn't have... They, well, wow. Joss Whedon says she didn't have chemistry with the rest of the cast and noticed it literally the first day. And does anyone her. have yeah. chemistry with anybody? Or story did with he Voyager. Just, or did, my, he just, would he just say that she wouldn't, like, fuck him and that's what... I was about to say, my yeah, theory he, he is... He might not have liked her. He sexually harassed her and she called him on it. I mean, and He that's, was like, but I'm a feminist! And it's like, no, you aren't Joss, you lying bald uh, I mean, well, there's, there's plenty of... Yeah, there's about plenty of accusations you can actually level against Joss Whedon without having to invent any. That's true. Yeah, no, but that actress, interestingly, uh, the real actress, what's her name? Marina Baccarina. Macarena. She was also in the pilot of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Fun fact. Who what was her, what was her role? She, well, this is the unaired pilot that you can only find on the YouTube. Um, but is this going to be a toss salad scrambling? No, show? it's not. Uh, so, well, in a way, because you, if you recall, in the actual pilot of Always Sunny, there is a character who, and I apologize for saying this, uh, for using the term, but it is the name of the character in the show that they refer to as the tranny. That's true. Yeah. There is a character they call the tranny. Um, that's, in the, that's in the pilot? I'm pretty sure it's in the pilot. Well, it's in the first pilot, at least, with okay. Marina Bakra, and that's the character that she plays. Huh? Does she return as that character when we see... No, that's a different actor. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Way to kill the momentum, Jake. I'm just saying, that was a thing. She was in the pilot. I think it's kind of cool. So, notes on the episode. So, notes on the episode. Yeah, so you guys didn't... I, I had some <laughs> things I thought were rather interesting. Like, the this all the space uh, cinematography is very reminiscent of the reboot of the Battlestar Galactica series, which I think had come out only a year or two before at that point. No, where it hadn't where this, come out yet. Are you sure? Sh- like, I, I think there was teams that worked on both, um, <laughs> both shows. So maybe, maybe it started in Firefly and carried over into Battlestar Galactica, but they had like the handheld pan and scanning stuff. Yeah. <laughs> where it would be like, you would, it was like someone was like manually zooming in to look at a ship, would miss it and then recorrect and, and things like that. And trend. the lack of sound in space. Yeah. Which is, which is something with both series. That, there. that, you don't like that? I like I hate that. it. Oh, I like, like it. I get, I get that it's more realistic, but because the language of sci-fi cinema for so long has just been like, eh, fuck it. It just, every time it happens, even though I know that it's like, correct. that it's, su- yeah, supposed to be like that, I have this split second of, do I sound fuck? Oh no, it's this fucking show. Well, no, it's because the effect isn't there, but they swallow the music. So you're, you don't, if you're thinking your sound went out, it's because you're having the music turned off, Chris. Well, or it's because the fucking mixing on this show. Yeah, is I guess I never realized the, the so mixing was not. The good. mixing, really like, bad. so one of my favorite scenes actually was the battle scene at the very beginning. Uh-huh. The sound on that was some of the worst I've heard in a long time. Like, it's I, I'm not a terribly great sound designer, but like the entire time I was like, I could do this a thousand times better. What was bad about um, it? It was like levels were wrong. Like the sound effects were were like poorly chosen, and like thing you would see thing like they, not they a wouldn't single always line Wilhelm up right. Scream. I know. 
motherfuckers. Which actually wasted opportunity. Considering how blatantly it wears its influences on its shoulder, it's kind of surprising they didn't. Yeah. I just found that like anytime there was talking, it was so quiet that I couldn't hear it. So I'd like crank the sound up, and the next time there was any music at all, I'd be like, Jesus fucking Christ! Oh, that's a good point. A lot of I lost a lot of like this podcast in the early days. Yeah, yeah. I, I lost a lot of the dialogue, and it, and sometimes it was because I couldn't tell if they were speaking in Chinese or or if they were just slurring their words or if they were too quiet. I was like, oh, I missed whatever that was. That was another. Since you mentioned the Chinese thing, that's an interesting thing that they do on this show. Joss Whedon does it a lot on this show, where they have like there. I think the implication is that. So this is a future. This is this is the future of humanity. Yeah, this is set in the year twenty five seventeen. So and and basically humans have spread out into the galaxy, but they, they used up the earth. But they don't have their shit together. So it's all kind of like this long? it's kind of like old. Oh, shit. It's old Westy. Mm. But the other part is that like there's like American, but also Chinese influence. Yeah, Yet they, none they, of the main characters are Chinese. Yeah, that yeah. annoys me. That was one thing I noticed. Like. Like, there's no Asian like, people at all in the main cast. Well, it's like, and not More even in the any cast. Not even in the recurring not, cast. Yeah. Like, that's not one thing I noticed right away. It was like, all right, so there's supposed to be this huge Asian influence, but in the first two episodes, all we see are, like, background extras who don't even have lines, who are just there to be, like, ethnic decoration. Yeah. And even, like, you know, like, River and... Simon. Simon. Their surname is Tam, mm-hmm. which kind of makes you wonder, like, were they supposed to be Asian actors originally? Tam? Like, T-A-M? T-A-M. Yeah. feel Asian. Was the, it feels is, like it is, could is, be. Is it, is it possible like that Robert the Jordan that, like, of timing. that, like, over the centuries, like, the melting pot effect and everyone has homogenized? No, that doesn't make no, any sense. No, because there's still yeah, black yeah. actors. Yeah. And, yeah, you see a lot yeah. of, of, like, stereotypical Asian, like... Yeah, it's um, really stereotypical. When they were on that planet, they were, like... People in like ninja costumes and shit. And yeah, like, there were a couple what? people doing like some yeah. very sword fighting ninja for ninja costumes. Or like more like samurai, I guess maybe. Yeah. yeah. So like, so I guess supposedly Kaylee's was supposed to be an Asian actor. Oh. Um, and that's why Kaylee has some of like the most explicit Asian costuming, and her room has has yeah, a whole. Yeah, she does. She's more. got like kimonos and right. And I think shit. she even. I think sense. she even has like like the wooden shoes through some of it. Like, I think oh, when she's that, trying to. The scene specifically where she's trying to get passengers. Yeah, I think she is. Yeah, no, yeah she like, had like a parasol. She, she, yeah, supposedly, parasol, yeah. So yeah. supposedly she was supposed to be an Asian actress, but I guess they couldn't find any in Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, I mean we, there, we know there how few any, East fair. Asians yeah. there are in California. Yeah. There's like none. none. They're all in Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I mean, I look, there actually I look, is a fairly large Asian population in Wisconsin. Great. Wow. Uh, I mean, I look at this. I look at the and I see why you want it to have the Asian influence in like permeating your show. I see the reason why Joss Whedon went for this. I just think it's pulled off in a way that becomes distracting. Well, yeah, because it's like from basically the first couple minutes of the episode. It's mm. it's almost fetishized. Exactly. Well. Yeah. It's it's almost like someone went to like Chinatown and was like, I'm gonna buy all the stuff in this store that's really cheap and then plaster it all over my room and I will be cultured now. And it's like, no, that's the cheap stuff that even they know it's cheap stuff that they're, they're using it for throwaway purposes. Yeah, like, Joss Whedon even says like, "Oh, you wanna you wanna know what the the whole theme of the show is?" And you look at the first scene where everyone is eating together in the in the mess hall or the the kitchen area, and you've got you know cans of beans, you've got cans of food, and they're all eating together, and some of them have chopsticks, and that's what I'm going for. And I'm like, "Oh, okay. well, that's yeah, that's what's... what a fucking idiot." And then they um you know and and I'm sure you know I don't speak Chinese, but the the when the white actors 
Oh, yeah. I'll say Western does, actors because they're not all white, great. but yeah, it does not sound. I, 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 I would hazard that someone who was a native speaker would would cringe at whatever they're attempting to say. Probably. Well, yeah. as a native English speaker, I. <laughs> I do about some of the things they say in English too. We were talking about the use of Goram. Every time they say that, I die inside. What is, it, what is that supposed to be? Goddamn! But it's also Chris was like, "Oh, I hate you." We were talking. I know we're not supposed to talk about it, but he when he was watching, we were sort of chatting a little bit. I had. And he to was like, "They have the words God and the words damn. Why are they saying Goram?" And I was like, I, "And I said, I don't think that's future speak. I think that's like." throwback to old west speak like i, I feel almost like feel that's... a little bit like is it to get by the censor too yeah like, i kind of Fox thought of that as that's well, true but... in 20 in 2002 it might have been a little but it's still no. just was on. such a stupid fucking word <laughs> chris um, really likes this show everybody they make up but they do make up a there's a lot of like language like i feel like they joss whedon and company put in a lot of thought into the world building but it's all very skin deep it's all like, let's come up with some goofy words. I was about to say, I did they put a lot of... Like, you know, I think it's very surface level. Because yeah, you said I mean. this ages ago, and I don't remember if it made it into the episode. But we were once discussing the idea of space westerns. Yeah. And the fact that this takes the concept too literally. It, it is very... Lit- like, I mean, there's horses and shit like Yeah, that. like, it basically was just like, I want to do a space show, but I want them to be cowboys. Like, there's no... There's no twist. There's no clever like. It's the final frontier, but it's actually the frontier. Yeah, like it's it's. Yeah. There's nothing. Mm. You know, like you said, and again, I don't know if this is in the episode. I might be repeating stuff that people have heard, but like, you know, Cowboy Bebop is a space western, but they do it less right. literally. It doesn't feel yeah. like you know they're not in an old west saloon. And, yeah, like there's know. western elements, there's tropes there, but they're being played with and modified. This is just what if cowboys had spaceships, mm-hmm. and it's so, like. So I I am the lone Firefly virgin on this podcast, I think, right? Mm -hmm. So my prevailing thought so far is that it's just everything about this show strikes me as lazy. Like, it's I want to do a space western, but I don't want to put much thought into it, so fuck it. It's just literally a western in space. It's the whole, like... There's a lot of world building, if you look at it. Yeah, there is a a lot that they do. I feel like there's parts where I see where you're coming at it, and, like... I think, like, the language stuff is one of those parts where it's just, like, it's very service level. And yeah. it's just, like, window dressing to be like, ooh, it's it's future. But the, I do think that they, like, there's things that are suggested in the show. Like, I do, I am very interested in the Alliance, who's, like, the big bad empire. Yeah, the, the politics that, are, that live underneath. Like, the one thing I'm watching as you're watching, like, the war... Of you know some the the outer planets want independence from the alliance, which is mostly on the inner planets because it's easy, it's easier to get around in the inners and the outs, outers are literally the wild west only they're the wild outer planets and moons. That's the outer rim, like in Star Wars. Sure. But it also seemed, but like other so other than the stuff with the Tams, where you know they cl- clearly there was some bullshit going on, like some CIA type shit with River. It said that she was sent to some like school for gifted kids where they fucked with her brain. Oh, is that what it is? Is she MK Ultra? That's what it sounds yeah. like. What's yeah. that? I didn't even make that. I didn't even think of that. Like CIA mind control experiments. Yeah, like LSD and shit. What's when MK they, Ultra? It was a thing of the CIA. It was did a oh. CIA project. Yeah, yeah. For, I thought it was a TV mind, show. No, no, no. no, no, no sorry, it was, a it, was a, it was like a mind control yeah, so project. Yeah. The CIA basically doped people and tried to like they did like mind control experience and ESP and all that shit in the sixties. Fun. Yeah. Um, it was all bullshit. Obviously, they wasted a lot of money on it. Um, but anyways, that's the implication. So. 
so the the alliance is kind of like, but at the same time, just sounds like MK Ultra. The, 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 the we don't we are only getting this story from the perspective <laughs> of we're only getting this story from the perspective of Mal, who has yeah. a major axe to grind. Yeah, and like everybody in the you know in the independent the outer territories on Persephone and the planet with the lady, the old lady that they shoot up, like Westworld, Westworld, <laughs> like. These people are all really fucked up. Like, this is a bad place. Like, how bad could the alliance be? Yeah, like... In the, what would it be like if there weren't an alliance, too? Like, what if they got their independence? Would they still be around? I think they would just... It just sounds like they would all Can just be murdering each themselves? other. Like, no. That's the thing. They're all just thieves that murder each other. There's... there's. I've had the same... I had the same problem where there's, like... There's a lot of telling, not showing so far. Um, it's the... the uh, uh, finale, the opposite of finale, premiere. premiere. Yeah, but, but but like, yeah. So far, it's like all right. All we really know, again, aside from the like weird sketchy school, which you know might not even be something that sort of most of the government is aware of. There, the the alliance is like yeah, a bunch of kind of annoying bureaucrats, but they don't necessarily seem like evil. Yeah, they don't yeah. want people committing crimes. They just basically are like, look, libertarianism is kind of dumb. Well, there's 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 no there's no Darth Vader figure, and like the one like imperial or alliance officer that we see, Dobson, is going to arrest them for stealing, for salvaging, scavenging without a, a license, without a license, and then, but instead of doing that, leaves them to go rescue a ship of yeah. people. That it was a trick that that our heroes played on them. But yes. Like, okay, well, that's interesting. The, yeah, the, they, big, they, the big bad empire is, seems to be actually like just kind, kind of. of they're, if anything, they're they're more too big for their own good and kind of careless with stuff. Yeah. Like it's like f- you can see that they're like, all right, there's probably well-meaning people in here, but mm-hmm. like. Sometimes they're just like, yeah, the priority from from the top brass is we don't worry about. This, but yeah, this stranded ship, and the, so it's like that's. Pretty bad, but... I mean, it's it's cold and indifferent, but it's like... Also, one thing that really annoys me about every Alliance scene we've had so far is, like, it feels like they're from a different show. How much, We haven't seen the Alliance a ton in... in no, I know, but even what little we have, it's like... I mean, but that's kind of the point. They yeah. are from, no, no, but they are I, entirely different. But what they're, I, from, they're from a place where they shower every day. Right, no, but what I mean, though, is like, <laughs> there's something I, about... I can hate people like that, know. you know? You, you can have people that are from different lifestyles but still feel like they belong in the same world but that's that's the point is they is there is this fundamental conflict between the group that's trying to maintain order and the group that doesn't that doesn't want to follow rules right no but what i mean though is like it just everything about their like aesthetic there is not just that because that like you can have clashing aesthetics but they still feel like they were designed for the same program yeah i feel like they're from a different show altogether like there's something about the their their way everything about their costumes what? looks cheap, who, who first you, of all. Who, give me an example of who you're talking about. The like the officers we see in that office block spaceship. Okay, when they're when they're you know, trying to get them for salvage. Yeah, like okay. we're on the bridge. Like just everything about that scene looked way cheaper than the rest of the show. Like the lighting was kinda harsh. The costumes looked lazily done, like it, I just like, hey, have we gone to a different lower budget science fiction show all of a sudden? They like they felt like they'd spliced in footage from a completely separate program. Mm, we're gonna uh, lose. I, we're gonna lose all our audience on this also, podcast. Also, uh, I don't agree necessarily. Yeah, I, just, I, I mean, maybe it's just me, but that's what it felt like. Also, I despise their trooper armor. 
because it just looks like they bought leftovers from Starship Troopers and added they some purple. Did. I'm not wearing hockey No, they, they did. Oh, is that literally it, what they did? Those costumes are the Starship Troopers. Woo! Haven't even seen that movie. Yeah. You should watch Starship Troopers. Yeah, they're very based on the UN, the, the general armor. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I kind of I see where you're coming from, Chris, but I also, I do think... So the I think the implication yes maybe the quality I mean that's a budgetary thing but in terms of the the sterile lighting and and the and the trooper outfits I mean I think that that the suggestion is clear here that that this this empire the alliance is like the the evil empire yeah, yeah. but I just the, I don't the know, one I... the one thing this show does that's incredible is the costuming and the set design and making things feel lived in and so you're experiencing that for like the entire episode and then they show you the alliance and it's like there's nothing. There is absolutely nothing. They like, can have the, the all of their are, uniforms hallway, Yeah, it's like hallways are empty. Everyone's wearing the same thing that doesn't look like anything else on the show. Yeah, it just, like, it just for some reason, it feels... Like, I feel like there's a way you can do that, but it can still... I mean, I, th- I think it does exactly what it's supposed to. It's a different world, and these are two different cultures that are clashing. It's supposed to be jarring. It's supposed to make yeah. you feel like you're watching two different shows. Until, yeah. you, until you start seeing more of them, which we will. Yeah, it, just, um, it didn't work as much for me here. Now, I wonder if, if it would have been interesting if they had had more ethnic diversity in our yeah. main cast, especially, you know, if they had brought in, if they had had an Asian yeah. character in the main cast. And then we, because we could see that the Empire, I'm just going to keep calling them the Empire. That's I'm fine. Sorry. Yeah. They are, if, they, if they're being portrayed as like this, this like ethnic uh, homogenized thing where yeah. it's like, you know the master race. You know that that type of thing could have been an interesting way to further because that's kind of what they do in Star Wars with their empires. Yeah, is they are like every, everywhere else in the galaxy. You have all these aliens, but when you look at the Empire, it's just white Humans. people. Yeah. Now, of course, Firefly doesn't have aliens, which is interesting for a space show. No, like the, the which is an, I think an interesting choice that. Um, that they yeah. made. Yeah, because it makes all of the, the drama human drama and not like sci-fi drama. Yeah, it's, it's all it's, it's all it's, stuff that, that comes from from what humans are doing to the universe and to each other. Yeah, it's it's basically it's one of those shows where it it could there's nothing thematic in this show that requires it to be set in space. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're it, right. It could you could you could take the exact same script, swap out like references to the ship to like the wagon and it, yeah. it, you could seriously place this in the old west yeah it could be bonanza maybe not bonanza after watching these episodes my thesis is that the bad guy is rich people and i'm i don't remember how the rest of the show goes but i'm hoping that <laughs> but the good guys, well that's, but that's the, true about real life. the bad guy is rich people but the good guys are like ayn rand fans like, and confederates maybe yeah there's 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 some yeah. interesting things here right so, i fucking hate mal's guts so like far. mal mal really does seem like a prick yeah i think that's part of the character this, yeah this but you first... think he's a history and heritage type of prick that's unfortunate <laughs> well i mean i think he's a uh you think he's like what are you I talking think... about my first mate's black i'm not racist fuck you I don't, no i'm not saying about the racism i don't think he's that I, but i do think he's definitely a you know, a sovereign citizen type, a you know. Yeah, no, he would definitely have a "Don't Tread on Me" bumper sticker. Ex- yes, yes. That, when I say Ayn Rand, that's that's what I mean. Yeah. Not 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 the other parts of, of that. So something that's interesting on this first episode, since we're talking about Mal, I'll is um, 
I but it might not be interesting. You're right. Um, is uh, so I think this is Mal at his worst. I think they soften him up in the next few episodes, definitely. But in this episode, like he's he does nothing the entire time. I feel to actually prove himself like a good leader or inspiring or that anyone would actually have any dedication to this guy a lot Um, of my notes on this episode are just am i supposed to like this guy i I hate this guy i think Mm -hmm. it got changed so it's like so the pilot would have been made and that would have been made in isolation and then the show would have gotten picked up yeah i think this one of the changes would have been made. yeah i think it's one of the main reasons fox didn't want this to be the pilot was because the the main character is is just so sour and also they were looking for, you know, more action and shit. Yeah, like, I watched this and I'm like, I'm sure the idea is that we'll watch him grow as a person. But by the end of the first episode, it was like, you've done nothing to make me care about him. I don't want to see his growth. I want him to get shoved out an airlock with Jane. Right, yeah, like, in the... Oh my god, the, Jane is the fucking worst. <laughs> the the dinner scene with Jane is, is a, I think, a pretty good example of it, where, like, Jane makes a you know, makes a crack at someone's expense and yeah, Mal's like, Kaylee's expense. Yeah, and, and Mal's like, get up and leave. And like, yeah. it's like really freaking abusive. Like, see, like, comes off really, really like controlling and awful and abusive and it's just what like, Mal this is not what Jane says. What Mal says. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I mean, Jane's, Jane's, Jane's being it. a dick and probably should, you know, should have been asked to leave but like, the, the whole interaction Jane, is just Jane like, just abusive. The thing is, Jane cannot help being the way he is. It's an addiction. It's, it's Jane's addiction. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's actually just it turns out Adam Baldwin. Yeah, he's a fucking. Is he? I, I don't know. Yeah, it he turns was like out a gamer gator. He's a, yeah, oh, he's, a, he's, he's an alt right douchebag. It turns out, um, like he's not acting that much. It turns out, but like actually, so Jane is written to be an asshole, and he is an asshole, and he's always an asshole. And I like that. I like that like, that he doesn't have growth. That he never yeah, has any redeeming he's just what qualities. He is. He's and, unapologetic. And I think that's. I think in terms of the show. I think having a character like that, you know, it would be like if, you know, one of the bridge, you know, one of the bridge crew on the Enterprise was just always an asshole. How dare you? See, I... would be like having a Pulaski. We love Pulaski. <laughs> I love Pulaski. See, I actually, my problem with Shane is, is that he's that character. Because to me, it just feels, again, sort of like laziness, where it's just like, oh, good, if I ever need some cheap drama, I can make Jane untrustworthy, because I mean, I've established that he's untrustworthy. All of these characters are archetypes. I mean, they're not, like... They're, no, no, they're not, not like these these grand standout like that's what characters. I mean, n- nothing is special, you know. And like again, Mal is like a Han Solo type, and I am at this point in my life, I am beyond over Han Solo. Okay, you know what's special? Wash. <laughs> Fucking love Wash. I wrote in my notes, yeah. Wash is the best character to ever happen because I just I, I adore him and I adore Alan Tudyk's portrayal of him. I, I prefer K two. Yeah, I think I said Alan Tudyk is a treasure. Yeah, I'd, like multiple times I his, complimented his Alan relationship Tudyk. or Wash's relationship with with Zoe is what all people should aspire to. Yeah, that I will say. I, well, I think I'm jumping the gun. We'll get to that next week. But in the pilot, I was mostly just like, what? what, what? Stop it! I did like that he kind of. Like, not to his face, but called out Mal's malness when talking to his wife. I do not know why Zoe puts up with him. She should fucking put a knife in his back and make herself the captain. Yikes. Well, I really despise this guy. Also, like, respect Inara's space and stop calling her a whore, you piece of shit. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a that's another issue yeah. altogether. The character of Inara. So, the, imp- so the, the suggestion here with Inara is that she is a... 
a prostitute companion. companion. But it but well, a companion is a euphemism for prostitute well, in this it's world. Kind of yes like, and no, though, because it sort of feels like they go through like special training. Yeah, it's, and they're and they it's also not pick just their like blowjobs for five dollars. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, like it, you know, I'm not I'm, I'm not knocking prostitutes. I'm just saying that's that's what well, it it's, is. It's a weird mix of like. Expensive escort and uh, geisha. Courtesan. And I was gonna say courtesan. Yeah, yeah. geisha is probably more like, especially again with the oh, yeah, pseudo Asian culture. Oh yeah, because she does culture. the tea and like yeah. the. So, there, so it's yeah. probably like washing. But, and but, stuff. but also, she is the one always with the power whenever yeah. she's in the relationship you know, with whoever is her client. You know, except when in an episode we won't get to this week. Well, we'll talk about yeah. it. We'll talk about <laughs> she's another not week. quite in the power, but um, no. Well, but ultimately she is. Yeah, yeah. That's next week. All of Mal's interaction with her bothers me. And the fact that she has, oh, I've called him worse, it's like, that was a line written by a man. Because oh, there is nothing you can call a man that's worse than calling a woman a whore. Like, fuck that line for existing. Fuck whoever wrote it. Joss Whedon. Probably did. Like, it pissed me off so much. It's like, dude, she already said this is her space. Don't just barge in. But the thing is, Mal, Mal has no respect for anyone, but expects all the respect to be given to him. Because he's the captain. But... He does nothing to earn it. Like, he's a prick to everyone. I feel like, compared to a lot of other science fiction captains, like, in theory, they do something to earn... Re- There's a mutual respect. It's like, yeah, like... Again, we just finished TNG. It's like, yeah, I think the crew respects Picard, but Picard also respects his crew. Like, I don't think he respects anyone except maybe Zoe, and he respects Kaylee's talent, but I don't think he respects Kaylee. I don't know. I actually think... Of all the people on the ship, the person he likes most is Kaylee. Yeah, yeah. I think he, but I think he has more of like a, uh, like a weird father daughter type of thing, or even yeah. like brother, an older brother. Yeah, or brother. Yeah, brother. older brother. Yeah, but again, I think it's more because there's of her a protective. Skill than there's else. a protective nature to that relationship. But yeah, I. But I think I think the thing is, Chris, with due respect to your opinion, that's right. That you are, um, you are you are comparing. You're making unlike comparisons. I don't think we're meant to like Mal. I think, no, I, I think I, Mal is meant to be an incredibly flawed character, and in a lot because they're interesting. Because he's very interesting, and it's not like it's it, he's oh he he borders on antihero. Well, that's my thing. Is like I get flawed character for me. He's so flawed that again I don't care what happens to him and that's a problem like you need to you can have a flawed character but still do something that makes me think I want to see what happens with them Mm -hmm. but like with Mal they just made Mal so unpleasant I think think that it's like he doesn't appeal I don't care about him I think especially in the pilot which is so much of this first uh, the first two things is he's just he's portrayed He's portrayed really, really badly, and I yeah. think the writers didn't realize how bad. I think, and I, I think that actually well, goes maybe through. Fox did. Yeah, possibly. Which is but I, I think, I think this stays throughout the show, um, at least from the stuff that I, I've watched so far. So kind of, you know, ahead of it. But like, it always feels like Mal's Mal's worst traits are played off as maybe not as bad as they actually are, because like he's he's really, really, really awful in a lot of circumstances. But it still kind of plays with him being like, oh, but he's a swashbuckling hero. He tells and a good joke. Yeah, it's, and he's redeemable. It's it's like it's not that bad, but I think it is that bad. And, yeah. But I don't are think you dating Mal. Yeah. Crossing? Oh boy. No. It's like, but I, I do really think that the people who are writing it thought Mal was more re- a more redeemable character than he ultimately is. Well, yeah. I would say though that I think what they're doing, or I think what they're trying to do, they're anyway, trying to do an Akana. is not even. I um, like Okana more. 
Uh, is that you know? So they open. The, it's interesting that they open the show with the battle of mm-hmm. the big battle that he loses mm. at the at the end of the the war. They cut a scene too where the people where they're actually where they surrender, and I think he had a line of like something like uh, "Whose side is God on?" and that's where he loses his faith. Oh God, that whole ugh. yeah. So they open it with that. So I think what they're trying to do is they're introducing this character who's broken that like who has no faith in himself no faith in humanity and and he's just it's it's all everything that he does is out of desperation and he doesn't give a fuck about anybody or anything and he fulfills that throughout this episode until we have the reveal of river and there's a glimmer of something in him that keeps him from turning in Simon and River, and then that's a shame. They suck. <laughs> and then actively defending, you know, protecting them from from the the government with the uh, with the mole. Even when it would be absolutely in Mal's best self interest to turn them in, right? You know, mm-hmm. like the mole is just like, listen, you know, they don't. No one's going to care about the smuggling thing. But if and if you turn them in, you'll be a rich man. You know, Jane is sort of like. The other I'm side listening. of that, where he's like, yeah, I'm listening. I will totally turn them in until, you know, he, he has to be um, stopped. <laughs> so I think, I, think that's, I, think, I think that's what they were going for, is that, you know, Mal is this, he is a major, major asshole. He doesn't have any real redeeming traits as a person. But deep, 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 deep down, he wants to do the right thing somewhere. And we do see that in both the first episode and in the train job. I have problems with that too, actually, but we'll get to that when we get to the episode. Well, well I, the I was episode? just doing a nice segue. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, think I, I, I was I trying to. I was that trying was to, my super I, segue. I was trying to push it along, yes. So, oh, I thought like you were putting the brakes on. No, no, I was trying to be like, yes, Listen, let's. There are no so, brakes on segues. So the, se- the second it's episode uh, that we'll discuss today the is. The one that was actually. any brakes. What? On a segue. I mean, they they oh, no, they slow down, but it might be it might be controlled by enough the enough of this. We we're, we're already running over time. Breaking. Yeah. Uh, so the second episode we'll discuss today is episode two of Firefly. It's called the Train Job. It was this, the one that was aired first. This was aired first. So if you were watching this on TV in two thousand two, you would have thought this was the pilot. In this episode, the crew is given a mission by this shady gangster Nishka to go and steal some Alliance property off of a train, which. We can talk about why train, why there's a train, <laughs> I have that a, a literal train. Although it doesn't have wheels, it's a fate, super hover train. Hover train, uh, but it's inside looks like a train. <laughs> anyway, so they have to go steal some Alliance property, which they do. But then they almost end up getting ca- caught for it. They end up in this little podunk town. They find out that the tr- that the stuff that they stole is actually the medicine that this town needs, or else many people are going to die. So having uh, Mal having a uh, uh, another uh, potentially redeeming moment decides to return the medicine to the town and not fulfill his commitment to the gangster, which will uh, surely end well for our heroes. Yeah. And his heart grew three sizes that day, which was actually what was wrong with all the people in town. Ah. Oh no, it explodes. <sighs> yeah, so this, I think Mel is a very different character in this episode. We see a lot of, like, a very different side to him in this in this episode. The I'm I may be a, a swindler and a and a crook, but I also have a fucking conscience. 
Right. He's he's also just more playful in general with his interactions with others. Yeah, I think Nathan it's Fillion. It's what Fox wanted. Yeah. I think Nathan Fillion. I think he, regardless of how you might feel about the character of Mel, I think Nathan Fillion is a is a charming. He seems person great. and does a really good job oh, with yeah. his character. He, and he's he's fantastic in Doctor Horrible too. Yeah. And I think I think That's honestly true. I think honestly I, I would be much I I would be probably much further into Chris's camp on the whole Mal thing if I didn't find Nathan Fillion so charismatic and endearing. I think it was a friend of mine's mother or grandmother had a wicked crush on him Aww. because of Castle. Oh, oh Castle. my old one of my old bosses. Yeah, I mean I he's just he's just a charming Castle. he's just a charming guy. Yeah, and it comes to even when he's playing this character who's a monster, you, you can't help but be like, "Oh, you old scamp!" Yeah, there's, there's, I, I and I he makes a lot of jokes. Yeah, is it, a lot of, is it this episode where like he go he bursts into Anara's room and says like, you know, it's like I need Kaylee fixing the ship and doing some stuff and like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's like, this one. It's like stop messing with my with can, my. Can you do person. my hair too? Yeah, and then he, he walks out of the room and then literally walks back in on frame and says, can you do my hair next? And then, you know, walks back on. Like, she's like, no! And it's like, screams Get out! It's like, it and almost... she's like, oh, you. Remember when you called me a whore? Right, yeah, if it weren't for, Every you know, day. everything that he, you know, well, that does was to a, her. Well, that but was like, the thing, is like, that, he's trying to be charming there, which again, Nathan Bailey's doing his best. But again, my first thought was, how many times now has she told you not to come in unannounced? Yeah. Like, fucking... Stop it. It's, it's also interesting. It's also know, interesting because I wonder if it's in a way like a product of its time, right? Because it was, I mean, I don't know. This is in the 40s. It was yeah. a, no, <laughs> no, but it was a pre like Me Too world, right? It's still. What's his What's his line at the time when she says, what, what did I tell you about coming in my room? He says something, oh, it makes me, you know, charming and dashing, or whatever the actual yeah. line is. It's, it's impulsive and man, manly. When you say like, no, no, you mean yes. Ooh. Yeah, like that's always been like not always. I mean, that's what it feels like, right? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, in the in the previous episode, she's taking a bath. Book says, or she's bathing herself. Book says, "Can I come in?" She says, "Yeah, come on in." And he's like, "Oh, but you're fucking naked. Why would you let me come in?" Yeah, but she yeah. gave him permission. Yeah, he did the that's right true. thing. But she probably should have told him because that's kind of yeah, she that's kind of violation of him in a way. She violated his consent. It's the future. No, she's like, "What? It's my kink to sh- to bathe in front of people," and he's like, "Don't bring me into your kink." That, that is fair. I, admittedly, like the thing is, so the thing is, like these two episodes, I, I honestly, I again, I was honestly supposed to kind of bored. The only reason I have so much built up vitriol now is we were originally supposed to record this episode earlier, but it got delayed. Sorry. I had a lot. It's all right. I wasn't going to blame anyone, but. I had a lot of time to think about it. And the more I thought about the little things, it just built up and built up and built up. And I'm like, fucking Mal. So I also might have hated them less if we'd recorded earlier. <laughs> mm. <laughs> ah, fuck. You wouldn't have. You probably would have come to this point. Yeah, right, maybe not. But I think I think you're also, and this is just me reading you as, uh, as an empath. Cause, Are you an empath? Because Tro- <laughs> Troy is always here among us. Well, how um, have you not mentioned so this every episode before now? <laughs> Chris cuts it every time. Oh, God. Son of a bitch. <laughs> what are you doing to that cat? Sorry, I was trying to put him down gently, but he get, kept getting caught he, on He's things. talking cat. He keeps growing more limbs. So anyway, um, yes, Troy. Yes. No, I also wonder, because like, I know you have a special hatred for Joss Whedon, that you're just seeing all the Joss Whedon tropes. No, do well. it in the Troy accent. I don't... <laughs> Troy doesn't have an accent. So that's the thing. I was like, all right. other thing that she does with her mouth. My main problem with Joss Whedon, before having seen this, was like, I'd seen random episodes of Buffy and Angel. And my main issue was... See, I've only seen Dollhouse. His dialogue in those makes me want to just take very sharp pens and jam them into my ear. 
And I had people say, oh, you should try Firefly, though. He does that way less. And I very quickly found out, oh, that's true. The dialogue is way less self-consciously quirky and insufferable. There's moments. But, so I was like, oh, good. Maybe I'll like this because the Joss Whedon fucking dialogue isn't here. So I was like, yes, great. And at first I was like, all right. But then like I said, after I was just like, I'm getting kind of bored. Oh, and Mal's awful. Oh. And now I'm angry. And, and, now, also, and now a week has passed and I'm more angry. Yeah, so I did. I went in, I think, pretty open-minded and at first was delighted. Because, again, the dialogue wasn't there. Yeah, I, I also do hate, because I, I know um, friends of mine watch uh, Gilmore Girls, which <sighs> every fucking line is is the writer patting themselves on the back. Right? Like, Gilmore Girls, Buffy, and Angel mm-hmm. are all in the same camp of just insufferably self-consciously quirky dialogue. I love the Gilmore Girls. I know. I love the Gilmore Girls, but that's not how human beings talk. No, I know, but I don't fucking watch television because I want reality. And here's the Uh, thing. We fucking have a podcast about Star Trek. I mean, Like, here's the thing. And I get that it seems sort of like... Welcome to Realism Corner. I can't define personally what the border is for me. Mm. Because, like, I'll watch, like, 40 screwball comedies where that kind of dialogue is, like, the whole point. But for some reason, they do it in such a way that I'm like, this is great and charming and fun. Something about Whedon and whoever the hell wrote Gilmore Girls is like... Amy, Amy Sherman Palladino? That sounds right, thank you. They go, like, just a little too far, and it goes from fun to fucking stop. Who is it that does, like, West Wing? Aaron Sorkin? Yeah. yeah. He's kind of in that camp, too. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's in the smart... Suck his own he's, dick he's with he's the dialogue a smart, yeah. The smart... Yeah, he's a pretentious uh, fuck. Yeah, the pretentious dialogue. But I love, but he I love well. West Wing. I've never does seen it. Well. West Wing is very good. I get enough politics in the real world. But it's it's okay, it's okay to say I like a thing, but acknowledge that yeah. the writer yeah. kind of sucks as a Oh, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Most television writers are probably awful people. Yeah. Look at Gene Roddenberry. And, and I mentioned, because this, I think, is the episode where, where the other, the other uh, Joss Whedon trope of the fucking mysterious waif girl who turns out to be uh, deeper than you think she's going to be. Who's also barefoot. Who's uh, always fucking, barefoot. Fucking River. Where I start to not be able to stand River. Because oh, is he's he another one that loves feet. I think he is. Yeah. He Him is. Him and yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Right like, well, now. everyone knows Tarantino with with Whedon. That's more recent realization. Yeah, but people clocked onto it and have since begun to realize, like, oh yeah, he really likes feet. I'm sorry, Ames. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's but fine. you said that you were starting to not be able to stand River anymore. Yes, that's all I said. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, like uh, there are other, there's a couple notes in here. You know, already sick of River. She's kind of a ripoff of a character from an anime called Outlaw Star, which again, space western. But yeah, she's like these sort of on the cusp of legality cargo ship is hired to shift mysterious cargo and oh crap, there's a girl in the box? And she's kind of like, she doesn't quite know who she is, but there's something special about her Mm. and we find out what it is through the course of the sea show. Yeah, but... it's been a very long time since I saw Outlaw Star. I, I don't remember that character being as incredibly manic as. Oh God, River no, is. no! But it's a very no similar, one like, is as incredibly manic as River is. But like she's like she might even be. I don't know. She, she might even be in the same pose in the box. I'm not positive. Maybe, don't yeah. quote me. I mean, there's only so many ways you can fold a human into a box. <laughs> I mean, it could have been coffin shaped. I think you say I that like you've out. tried. Yeah, I think. Like, I think. Just, I, think I feel like they laid it on. Way too thick with the river character, especially yeah. in these early episodes when she basically she she doesn't she's a prop 
for the most part, and that prop is the crazy thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, what wacky thing is, gonna, yeah. is she You can't do? replace her with a sexy like, lamp, but you could replace her with a crazy lamp. Crazy yeah, lamp. Exactly. Like, my, my friend who, who first introduced me to Firefly said, like, somewhere on the miles of internet that exists... There's people who've, like, taken every single line she said because they get crazier and crazier throughout the show of all the lines she's said and tried to, like, find the hidden meaning in them and, and all this stuff because she just sometimes spouts nonsense poetry kind of thing. And I get I get tired of it because you can see, like, oh, they think there's so much meaning in her character. And, like, no, there's not. <sighs> so Agreed. why I have trouble, like, seeing this episode as kind of redeeming Mal a little, is that I feel like he's trying to have his cake and eat it too. Mm. It's like, yeah, I'm this rough and tumble outlaw. I don't ask questions. I got my trousers. But then it's like, he happens to overhear... <laughs> he just took a dump. I got my trousers. Well, he happens to why. overhear what he stole, and now he's like, well, shucks. It's like, if you hadn't happened to overhear that, you'd have been walking away with your money... And everything would have been fine. Well, what are the well, odds yeah. that he was picking, that they were stealing medicine? Like, he, 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 I'm sure he would have thought, like, you know, some kind of asshole, like, what's his name? Mishka. So he's got to be in for it for something, like, really super illegal and... That's right, but I mean, like, you don't get to be the guy that doesn't ask questions about what you're being hired to do. And then get mad when you didn't ask questions. Well, yeah. but, but again, I think, I think it is totally uh, in his character, and I think it works because, for one, he says at a point in this episode, like... It doesn't matter what we're stealing. We're stealing from the Alliance. He's very blinded by his hatred of yeah. the oh, yeah. Alliance. I mean, this is the episode that takes place on Unification Day. Was that right? Yeah, that yeah. opens with a big fight. Yeah, because fuck the Alliance. Oh, well, Al, it's, it's funny how you always end up in some Alliance pub on Unification but he not, Day. So he, hmm. not just, uh, he not just comes right out and says, you know, you know, we're getting, you know, hey, you know, we're, we're fucking over the Alliance. This is great. Yeah, he, I think he almost says, like, I would have almost done this for free or something. Yeah, yeah. But and then I think the the sheriff at the end kind of sums it up really well. It's like, yeah, it's fine, you know. If, if it's a hard world out here, and someone might not look too closely at a job like this until they actually see what the what the the human repercussions are, right? Yeah. So it's, he what he didn't. Yeah, for him it was just yeah, I'm stealing from the alliance and getting paid for it. This is great. But then when he's like, oh shit, people are gonna die. That's that's yeah. the difference. It's not that he got grew a conscious about thieving. He, no, I know. He, he grew a conscious about, you know, murdering people. Yeah, and also they're, they're all the people who are like him. All the people who are, you know, outside of the Alliance, who are struggling just like he is. Who are being taken advantage of by a mining company. That mm-hmm. yeah. Letting them contract this fatal illness. Yeah, and of course, you know, the Alliance just ditches basically as soon as they're like oh well we didn't find the we didn't find the medicine see ya good luck assholes you know so yeah. it's like yeah, yeah yeah mal did the wrong thing you know stealing was bad bad it's bad to steal but you know the alliance you know wasn't going to help so at the end of the day he did the only thing he felt felt that he could do in the same way that he chose not to turn the tams in in serenity he's now Doing something that is objectively against his self-interest, defying Nishka mm. to to ultimately do the right thing. 
Yeah. I like the scene with at the end with like the henchman where oh, he's crow. like, yeah. here's the money, bring it back. We don't want trouble. And the guy's like, oh, so they... I will, I will, there's nowhere you can go, nowhere you can hide. So I just, will find you and kill you. So they just kill him. And then the next guy's like, we're all on the same page. Great, yeah, money, we're good. good, I'm out. That, oh, man, I, like that. I liked that. That, that was that clever. Was you I cannot be outside while those engines are on. No, you can't. That's a terrible it's design. Very, very dangerous. Uh, it's, I mean, that's true of most things with engines. Oh, like, yeah. Your yeah, average I was jet. Say, we've, I've seen video yeah, of people, people going people, through people engines. People have sucked through engines. Yeah, the Why would you the, watch that you can, video? You can survive. No, people, a dude, a dude survived it, so that's the one I've seen. He was actually no, mostly okay. No. Okay, we're moving no, on. Not we're moving into on. this. Not we're into moving this. on. Um, we're moving on. Uh, Let's talk about dismemberment instead. That's funner. Next episode. Great, good, we're good. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I get that, what you were saying, Jake. I just, for me, it doesn't necessarily, like, help my perception of the character as well, much. because not being a fucking tremendous piece of shit doesn't make you a good person. No. Like, there are probably very few people on the planet who would see... Well... Jane. Mm, huh? No, no, no. I meant the real world. Oh, but the then real world? No, oh, God! <laughs> then I was thinking of uh, Shkreli, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, Martin And then I was like, okay, a lot of people, I guess, would, but... But that's probably, like, less than 1% of people. Like, most people, at the end of the day, are less were. than 1%. I think most people, if they saw that that was the outcome, would not just say, well, tough titty. You're yeah, much you less to, cynical than I am. But you have to yeah. go out of that your way. That has literally always been the case. You have to go out of your way to bring it back, though. And potentially put yourself at risk of being captured. That's fair. Which almost happened. Mm. He was captured by the sheriff himself, who luckily, you know, g- gave him, a, you know, a couple minutes to explain what was going on and saw, oh, you're doing the right thing, not, oh, fuck you, you're out here doing a bad thing. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, couldn't you just leave that shit nearby and, like, That's what throw, they were doing. throw a brick through a window and be like, hey, your medicine is behind the haystack? Well, that's what they, <laughs> that's what they were doing, but the, the sheriff happened to be out there well, with sure. his team. But I'm just saying that, like... Nine out of ten times that would have worked. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked that sheriff because he seemed to know exactly what was going on. Oh, yeah. from the yeah. off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Except that except that he was really he was fairly goo goo eyed about when Inara came down. Well, yeah, and my that's... my my note. Have you to... seen any other pretty women on the show yeah. aside from the people on the train? Oh, people on the on the on the, on the, on the, the Firefly. The Firefly. Yeah, I mean, they're all pretty women. So except for I'm not a big fan of Summer Glau, but I'm just also don't like which her. one's Summer Glau again. River. River. River Glass. She's yeah. a little strange. River though. Summer. Glass. Well, she's also super childish in how she's portrayed. It's kind of. No, uh, I know, but I, I, she's there's definitely she's got a very like I'm a model look, which is to say mm-hmm. that she is like attractive, but like in a non-conventional ish way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something about her features that are a little, and I like so that. Great. I like that. But I think she looks like her thumb. <laughs> <laughs> At least she doesn't look like a penis like your friend, Jake. Mm. Oh, no. But anyway, you know, so I was, I was talking about the Inara thing, and I had a, a moment, and this also brings us back to, like, oh, we're actually a Star Trek podcast. Who knew um, that Inara was, I think, what they were trying to do with Troy and failing miserably. Because mm. when Inara goes down there and plays the, I'm actually your mistress? What word did she use? She's oh, uh, Mel is her indentured man, or whatever yeah. she says. Yeah. And she's, she's come to return him. Doing this, you know, kind of power thing where she is is clever and can figure out the ruse and can, you know, mastermind into, into things. It's like this is what Troy should have been from day fucking one. Yeah, but it's the, what Troy was in Face of the Enemy. And that's about yeah, it. and that's it. That's all we saw. In, in, yeah, but again, I think that that scene was undermined by the actress. Who, uh, Inara? Yeah, you think she's bad? I don't think she's good. I think she's really 
She she like I feel like pretty much the main cast on this show are all really good actors. Except for her, huh? Except I think she really stands out as a line reader. I don't really see. I I, I haven't been bothered at all by I her. Didn't I didn't notice. She's, it's distracting for me anyway. Huh. What else has she done? She was, in the pi- she was in the unaired pilot of It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Wasn't there something where, where we were watching TV and I said, is that so-and-so, is that um, in our from Firefly? She was recently in a uh, Oh, did I look, look, see something movie. and say, was that Zoe from Firefly? I, I don't know. I think I might be... No, I'm one degree separated from Zoe in terms of my, in terms of like bacon degrees. You met Kevin Zoe? Bacon. No, no, I, I acted in a thing with an actress that acted with the actress <laughs> that played Zoe. Really? Yeah. That's neat. Good story. Cool story, bro. She's apparently in Stargate at some point. Mm. Oh, shit. She's Leslie Tompkins in Gotham. Who is? Uh, the woman that plays Inara, Marina Baccarin. Yeah. Anyway, moving Her on. name is also Marina? Mora- just... Morena. Oh, I thought you said it was Marina. I was like, holy shit. Two Marinas who don't fucking act so oh, great. No. Poor Marina. Oh, man. Sirtis. I was just watching an episode of SG-1 recently with uh, Marina Sirtis where she plays a... She in Star- she's in Stargate? She's so she, sad she, I missed her in Stargate. She was on a ge- she was a guest actor in an episode. She played a oh. Russian scientist and she did a Russian accent. Check off. She had a check And it was... Accent. Well, it was... No, it was Troy. It was Russian Troy is what it was. <laughs> she's, um... Who? She's, she No, yes, but she's she's Vanessa, Deadpool's girlfriend. Oh, wow. Yeah. She was really good in that. She's also been the voice of Talia a couple of times in some cartoons. Mm. Talia? Ra's al Ghul's daughter. Oh, you know. Well, you can uh, also refer to IMDb listeners if you would like to know more things that this actress is in. List them now. (laughs) List them all. Tell me them. There probably aren't that many, to be fair. But anywho. She's uh, very pretty. So why, 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 they have spaceships. Mm -hmm. Yes. Why is there a fucking train? Don't people. Because it's but a, it's an expensive it's a, ass train. Yeah, yeah, there was, yeah there was, Oh well, then in that case, super rich people. You, 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 no, it's because it's because they want to be sci-fi and in space. It's the same win- reason why, despite being you know this really poor backwater town, the window of the bar is a hollow. Oh window. my god, I hate <laughs> on, that. On I wasn't a, gonna bring it up, but since you see, did, see, I actually like these things. I think they're fun little. It details. reminds you, they reminder, space. They don't make any sense, but they're just fun. They're just dumb fun. I don't know. That's okay. You know what's you know what's worse. Is that they were playing Chinese checkers? Oh, that's right, they were. To remind yeah. you, how do you say "king me" in Chinese? Uh, I'm don't, sure. No, one don't of the hackers. Mo- <laughs> don't start making sounds. All no, Jesus. They have no him. I wasn't I was, gonna say anything. All I was gonna say is, I'm sure whatever it is, the actors would have fucked it up. Yes. I think it would be Emperor Me, but okay. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but so no, I think choices. I think it's the train because like it's probably the same reason why people go on fucking cruises. There are way better ways to get places, but they're viewed as being luxuriant. Like trains, even now, are I mean effective, but you can also like you could much easily, much more easily, and possibly even cheaper fly to a lot of places. You could take a train, and you choose to take the train because it's an experience and it's why opulent. Why would you ship? life-saving medicine on the train something it depends on where it's coming from you're not allowed to take like batteries onto airplanes so sometimes there's just things you transport i just i think i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to uh 
it's a big plot hole. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason, can, there's no the reason for there is, to be an old, tiny tree. The medicine is it's coming just, from it's just space. A, it's just a dumb, fun detail. It also could be like It could be a weight thing. They were coming from space. They could have landed next to the town. Here's your medicine. And gone. Boop, 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 they had to go to boop. a big spaceport first. You can't just land a... But they have to go through the, the way station. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's plenty of reasons. There are yeah, lots of could, fines you could, if you're overweight. You could overweight, place you know? this in the Old West with a regular train and, just and just no spaceships. And it's just, yeah, it's regular cholera medicine. And but would people watch the show if it were just a Western? I don't know. I like Westerns. If you like space travel... I was going to say, and Deadwood actually has an Asian character that's like a supporting cast member. Oh, yeah, but it's not... Not It's not not good for... It's not good for Wong, Swearingen, (laughs) Hang Dai. Have you watched the movie? Hang Dai means brother. Did you know that? Yeah. I didn't. It does. I believe... No, I know, but... But the character is not... Oh, no, it was a horrible stereotype. I have not seen the movie yet. I have to do that. Do you? Do I not? It's is not it bad? I heard it's not great. No. It's not great. Do they at least the pacing does, is does Swearingen bad. at least say cocksucker a lot? Oh, yeah, many, a, many There's times. a lot of cocksucker. That's if, if you're really all, the only reason I watch. If you're only in watch. it for the cocksucker, then you'll be fine. Uh, second question. Are there any more naked titty hand jobs? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's an episode where EB gets a naked titty hand job in the middle of the bar while he's mayor. In, uh, in the in the show, I, I don't believe it was a high point movie. for me. The problem is because it, you're talking about a guy getting a naked titty hand job. What I'm picturing isn't getting a hand job from a topless woman, but a guy who's really fat and has big man titties getting a hand job. <laughs> no, he's pretty svelte. No, I know because it's the he guy doesn't from Blade have any titties. He's never Yikes. he's always been thin. What did we see recently that EB was in? Uh, Rocketeer. Oh, Rocketeer. No. That's right. And I yeah. called it too. You I was did. like, is it? That's my, the last time that my man EB? Oh, good. I, I'm glad I brought up speaking, the naked titty hand job. Speaking then, of too. Na- naked titty hand jobs, who else? Buy is, me dinner first. Who else Shit. is hating the romance between Haley and Simon? Uh, yes. All of all of the romantic relationships are like really forced. Haley like has a crush on her. Zoe and Wash, and he kind of has a crush on might her. Might sort of be flirting. Yeah, the will they won't they? I mean, they do the same thing with Anara and Mal. Will too. they yeah. won't they? Who gives a won't shit? they? The answer is won't, yeah. and we don't, don't want. Is oh, yeah, please I guess, no? Stop. I guess she is kind of crushing on yeah. her. I wrote she? down. Yeah, their their relationship. Well, that's why that's why she that's why Mal sends Jane away from the table. Because she's like being all, Kaylee's being all flirty with Simon because he, like, oh, wow, a doctor, you must be really smart. And then Jane's a dickhead. I mean, true. true. I don't know if it makes sense. I mean, I guess maybe. I, yeah. he, she doesn't see many men. Think about it. She flies around yeah, I mean, I'm with fucking it, like... Mal, who's her brother, Jane, who's a douchebag, and Vosh, who, though a perfect human being, is married. And Simon's pretty. He's all right. I liked his glasses in the in the premiere. Oh no, I thought he looked too much like a bad man. Oh, vampire. I liked it. I thought <laughs> it was good. Are you a Dracula? He was dressed like a Dracula. But no, I wrote down like the, the cutesy thing between Kaylee and Simon is like the Niles Daphne thing, but they're mm. both somehow Niles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, except, that's perfect. Except, except yeah. less like creepy, gross. Well, that's true. Because I feel yeah. like Niles takes it to some levels. Like he when does. I when we were watching Frasier, like whatever a year or so ago, I was like, wow. Yeah, you Niles couldn't write. You couldn't write Niles anymore. Nope. He's a no. creepy motherfucker. Like that shit wouldn't fly anymore. Or if you did, he would be like that creepy friend that shows up in one episode, and then hopefully the guys are like, "Look, dude, you can't hang out here anymore. You make the girls uncomfortable." Yeah. Oh, so it'd be be like Big Bang. <laughs> yes. I don't see anyone. No, because Howard never gets thrown out of the group. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, the thing I promised Ames I would bring up off air. So Kaylee might be known to some of you oh, as the one you were talking having about been in a short-lived Nickelodeon science fiction program called Space Cases. First season only. Yes, first season only. It was a, more than one season. Yes, two. somehow. Two. Uh, but basically, a bunch of mediocre students from a space academy, you know, go onto this alien ship with two of their teachers, but then the ship is like wormhole bitches, and then they're lost in space. And they've all got some kind of weird thing awesome going on. So they're all they're so all of the characters are aliens, but each one is from a different planet in the solar system. Yeah, like the idea is they the humanity has lived on these planets for so long, evolution has started to diverge, even though it's only been like a few centuries. Yeah, I think one is straight up. I think one's in a quote unquote Andromedan. Not you're right. You're right. Who is a like very alien person? But. Yes, you're right. But everyone else is like a. Kaylee's from the, I, I think, is from the rainbow hair be, planet. I, they might be natives. They might not be humans yeah. that have diverged. But, I can't but yeah, Kaylee was sure. from Saturn, and she had what everyone thought was an imaginary friend, but in fact was someone she actually was mentally linked to who was from another dimension. Yep. Oh, that's kind of fun. And when she yeah. left at the end, of, the way she left the show was her and the friend swapped. Huh. So she went to live with the friend in the friend's dimension, the friend mm. that was stuck on this... Terrible so it was ship. also a way of introducing a new character to replace the one that had yes. to leave. Yep. There you go. That's clever. But yeah, she wear, wore this terrible rainbow wig, which was obviously a wig. Yeah. Um, she was from Saturn, so she had, she had rings. Yeah, yeah. But that's... Did anyone come go to Jupiter to get more stupider? <laughs> inquiring minds want to know. Um, probably their android. I remember her being annoying. Uh, but yeah, okay. Thanks, so thanks, uh, anything more about the train job? Anymore? No, it was about naked they, titty train job. They had to write it in two days because Fox needed a pilot that wasn't Serenity. <laughs> oh, so this was really just a, they pulled it out of their ass. Yeah, show. yeah. Like, they pulled it together. Like, oh, fuck, okay, we'll give you this other thing we, we've been working you on. You would think they would have spent at least a little time, like, introducing some of the characters then. Because well, it, it doesn't like, feel, feel like, like they, a pilot. They, they did all that in Serenity, and it's like, how are you supposed to do it again? Well, if they, yeah, but if, if, but Serenity, if, if Serenity, Serenity was rejected as a pilot, maybe yeah. they should have, you know, I don't know. Uh, at, least, uh, at least spent like 30 seconds to be like, why is this, why is this, this girl nuts? And why is... Yeah, it's okay. We, we had Shepard Book telling us about how we used up the earth and started exploring space. Everything's fine. Mm. Oh, oh crap. Shepard exposition. Exposition. It's what's for dinner. Literally on the ship in the kitchen. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, Shepard Book is a character that we don't get too much about. In these episodes, he's another one that has kind of mm. like the secret that you can see, like yeah. you know, he punches out Dobbs. Yeah, no, obviously yeah. there's something going on. Yeah. With him. He's like a ninja yeah. or something. We well, he know. was like a monk, sort of. So, yeah, it sounds like he so was a monk. He, and lots of, especially if we're doing the Asian thing, monks used to learn martial arts. Well, Is he do. Shaolin? Enter the fisting. Ah, excuse oh my. me. <laughs> Shit. Chris doesn't usually bring up fisting. This is a banner day. I actually don't think it's a monk thing, but I can't remember. Like, there, there's things I know because of stuff I've, I've seen later. But, like, really, he never really gets illuminated on what's going on with him. But there's oh, stuff... Oh, don't spoil. No, 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 I'm not don't, going to. But there don't is, tell Chris there he has is, nothing to look forward to. There is stuff to. within the show that does hint at what's going on with him. Well, the show we also know was canceled very early. Right, so. yeah. But, any so any there, ma- main plot but there, arc yeah, you but think there are, be. there are absolutely hints to what Shepard book is. I'm, I'm trying to think of some sort of joke about a priest and illuminated manuscripts, but I just can't make it work. I believe there's a comic book that goes into oh, the Shepard book story. Right, there, might be. there there always is with these Whedon properties. He's a shepherd, but yeah, they call him shepherds. Uh, Shepard book. They also, 
they do so we talked about the 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 chinese language that they try to work in but it seems like uh, and the chinese checkers other than goram which is apparently yeah. goddamn it sounds like they also do the battle star thing with the gosa with gosa is their version they do that in vsg too or shit. Uh, they had frack. Yeah, frack was ah. fuck in Battlestar. What the frack? I assumed but that Gosa was shit. I think it's shit. Yeah, but on, from context, I think. Gosa? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's shit. But it's the same idea. It's a sen- It's an anti. It's a. It's a way around the censors. Yeah. Um, I enjoy the use of the word shiny. I do not. Yeah. yeah. I think it's cute. As, I think cute. when it comes out of Kaylee, it's especially cute because just because she's just such a cute little thing. She does it the most out of everyone as yeah. well. Yeah. Because she's also the one most likely to see things as shiny. Because really, she's I an optimist. I'm going to be honest here. I don't... I think Simon is fine. It's cool to have a doctor on the ship who's How also, did they survive without one before? Right, That's a like, question. <laughs> uh, you know, they get like, shot in both episodes. You know, he's like the straight-laced one. Oh, God. But I really... had died. That was cruel, and I didn't like that. And the fact that everyone was laughing about it, they're all shitty. Oh, yeah, that was shitty. Sorry, go on, Jake. But, yeah, I don't know. River, I could really leave it. Especially because, like, Ka- Kay- Kaylee already kind of fills that, like, manic the, the manic pixie dream girl <laughs> trope. But, she, but she's not, like, the I have secret, like, some kind of secret thing that you need to know. But she also, but she's, she could have, but, but she's also got superpower, so but she has, but she, yeah, she has superpower engineering skills, you mm. know, so that's her thing. She's like Scotty. If I had to have a p- favorite character, it's probably Kaylee. Yeah. Watch this really... point. I see. Okay, I'm all, I'm all, here's the I'm thing. T- uh, Alan Tudyk is my favorite person in the show, mm. but I kind of feel like Wash is. I think you're. I think someone said earlier that he kind of is like immature, which I agree with. But I also sort of feel like tonally his character's kind of everywhere. Mm. Like I don't mm. feel like I have a good sense of who he is. Oh god, having finally, finally seen it in context. Curse your sudden yeah. but inevitable betrayal. You don't like that? I love that. It's just, I think it's just because I've heard it too much over the years that now I'm just like, oh, here it is. It's finally here. And really? Now, you're doing this now. Oh, see, I, I, in the I, middle of an important mission. I, I didn't know what it was before seeing the, the, the Oh, show. yeah, no. The, the one thing I knew about this show was people quoting that. It's on, you can get fucking t-shirts. And... Did you know that I'll be in my bunk is from this show as well? I've not heard people quote that. You've never heard someone say, I'll be in my bunk? I mean, I guess I have, but I didn't it realize... Usually it's, it's a euphemism for I'm going to go I'm gonna jerk go crank one out. I guess I didn't realize it came from this, no. Yes, it did. It does. Oh, wow. Fascinating. All right. Well, that being said, we're going to lose a lot of listeners, I think. I don't know. Maybe they'll send they'll... us lots of hate mail and they'll yes, love to hate us. please send us your hate mail. Please do. How can they send us that, Caitlin? Well, they can send it to Chris's home address <laughs> at... <laughs> there. At, well, I mean, you edit it, so if you got hate mail, it'd be your own fault. Do we have an email account? Yes. We don't use it. Nobody checks it. Yeah, just just I comment sh- on Facebook. I, ch- I checked it hate. once, I think. I, I think I checked it like three months ago. Hate hmm. to face. All right, this week we have discussed Serenity and the Train Job, the first two episodes of Firefly. Next week we'll be discussing Bushwhacked and Shindig, episodes three and four of the same series, though probably not released in that order. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can find us where all fine podcasts are sold. We are on Google Play. We're on Apple, whatever Podcast? it's called now. Yeah. We are, of course, also on SoundCloud, which might be where you're listening to this now. If you want to check out our website, you can visit us at sshbpodcast.com. You can follow us on Tumblr and Twitter at oh, SS... Oh. 
on the on the Tumblr, our fanfics might be up by now. Remember when we talked about our fanfics last week and how great they were? That was awesome. We sh- you should check out the, the fanfics on the Tumblr. Everyone. You're still annoyed about believe, the way I, mine I, ended. I, I, yeah. I, 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 and again, I apologize for not having one last week. Past Caitlin has to start that. writing that because she only has six days left. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted... I'm sorry, I wanted to make sure I got in there because you talk so fast. Thank you. But yeah, if you want to check us out on Twitter and Tumblr, you can find us at SSHB Podcast. We're also on Facebook. Search for A Star to Steer Her By. Give us a like. Send us your hate mail via Messenger. Check out the links we share. And also, whether you're interested in fan fiction or not, you can check out the Tumblr, which also has our past assessments of uh, seasons of Star Trek as well as some fine articles sometimes written by our crew. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, I have been Caitlin. I've been James. I am Jake. This has been Chris. And this is Occasionally Ames. Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal! (laughs) Dinkleberg. Thanks for joining us, James. You're welcome! We're very sorry. It's so hot. I'm not sorry. You deserve it. No! No!